Welcome to Verbal Art, a podcast where we talk about artsy stuff in different locations. Okay, we got recording. Uh, hi, and welcome to Verbal Art, this uh, art podcast with me, Senja Ram, where I interview different artists in different locations. And today we are here in Helsinki in Anantalo uh, with... Uh, artist Oskar Partanen. Hi. Hi. Do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, well, yeah. My name is uh, Oskar Partanen, like Senja said, and uh, uh, I'm a, what would I say about myself, 25 years old, sculpture or an artist. I study sculpture at the uh, Arts Academy of Helsinki, Kuvataida Akatemia, now in my second year, BA. So pretty early, still in my studies, and yeah, I'm interested in three-dimensional things and spaces and sounds, and that's about it. And your exhibition here is called Self-Titled? Yeah. And can you explain a little bit about the space? Can you help describe the space to the audience and maybe like help tell a little bit about it? Mm, well, this building is an old old one. Maybe it's like Jugend, Jugend style architecture. It probably had some different purpose before it became Anantalo, which is a youth uh, culture center, art center for children. Uh, and I don't know, the roofs are high and a lot of details <laughs> on the walls and staircases and uh, pretty colors and artworks hanging all around. Yeah, it's quite beautiful. It's a very big building, yeah. but it has these like uh, hand stencil painted uh, uh, frieze uh, uh, details on the wall painting and and wooden floors and wooden ceilings and. Um, yeah, and then kind of turned into more of a modern exhibition space, but without trying to hide or change the original like feeling of the house. Mm. And we're sitting outside of this little gallery space where you have uh, your works. Yes, yes. It's mm. called uh, the second floor uh, Southern Glass Gallery, because there are... I think three gallery spaces in total, like at the other end of this room we're sitting in. There's this darker space for, I think, exhibiting videos. Uh, and downstairs, this bigger uh, bigger uh, gallery space. Mm. Uh, it has a group exhibition that I actually have one work also in that. At the same time? At the same time, yeah. And that work uh, would have been here, but they asked me if I want to. Uh, come along on this group exhibition I was like yeah sure uh, why not it's a good uh, like a uh, taste menu so if anyone goes there and they're like wow this work is amazing <laughs> be like yeah actually this artist has a solo <laughs> exhibition also at the same yeah, time yeah yeah it's a very long name for this gallery the one the uh, second <laughs> yeah, floor yeah. south side gallery yeah. glass window gallery yeah yeah on the poster I just originally wrote uh, I think like second floor gallery space or something but then uh, the people here wanted to be more specific and said that second floor is southern get confused 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe that. Yeah. And also there are a lot of windows, like um, the whole entrance wall is basically old windows, whereas like half of them are blacked out, but, but yeah, nice. Do you want to explain a little bit about your works? Uh, yeah, well, they are figurative sculptures made mainly out of recycled materials and things I have easy access to, like uh, some of the electronics are something that I've owned uh, before or for a long time and then I use them uh, in the sculpture installations. They're also kinetic so they move and make sounds and I uh, yeah, I use like instruments or a guitar amp on the one work to play the sound back and... Uh, and then there's a lot of ceramics? No, no ceramics. No? What no. is it then? It looks like ceramics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's an illusion. Uh, ah. the, the materials are mostly on the figures. They are made out of styrofoam and then I uh, glue paper on top of them and then I paint the paper and then I put uh, varnish on it so it becomes like glossy and uh, that's how I hide the styrofoam and people think they're ceramic. You really <laughs> had me fooled. It looks a lot like ceramic, not only on the poster but in real life as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we will go closer. The reason why we're sitting outside of this room right now looking in is that, um, as you said, there is a lot of sound. Mm. So it was to like have the silent beginning. But um, so they are like Four, 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 four works, yeah. Okay, so the small bird belongs with the big yeah, yeah. one. And they're like, they're figurative, they're like, they're really like characters. Do they mm. have names? Mm, well, the characters, maybe they don't have a name, but the, <laughs> the works <laughs> as a like complete artwork, they have names, like an artwork usually does. But mm. no, I haven't named the bunny or the elephant. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe let's describe them to people. Uh, so do you, you can decide where to start. Um, well, let's start with the bunny. Okay. Because it's on the poster as well. Yeah, it's a really good poster, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I had a bit of a problem with printing it uh, with school school printers because it's a photo and when you try to print a photo it's like an office printer the colors and the quality goes yeah it's better to export it as a pdf for print mm. and also the printer in the basement of the Teat library is the only one that does decent printing oh. in all of the school okay. uh, all the other ones they make like uh, glitches yeah on and the, the scan lines and everything the one in kuva is ridiculous it, when you print like normal skin, like white skin colored people, they look like they're sunburned. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the basement of Teag is the only decent place to go and print. <laughs> Just a tip. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good tip. Yeah. But I think all the, the posters here are printed here with uh, good quality paper and okay. good uh, printers. But yeah, I'm not sure if the bunny is like the main piece. Uh, it has if, a little bit more spotlight in the exhibition as if it might be like a central character yeah or? yeah and it's the biggest biggest one and uh, it was the last one I finished okay I think so the most recent recent one mm, what to say about it as like uh, the theme 
about it or how does it look or like what's all happening of it, on it? Maybe try to first describe it to the listeners so they also know what we're looking at. Mm, well, it's this uh, creature that uh, we have said bunny, but it's like a human uh, and bunny at the same time, like half animal, half human. And there's uh, some birds uh, on top of the bunny on its head and one pecking at the back of its head and then two tiny birds close by. One is not on the sculpture but on this like sculpture platform uh, near to it and uh, maybe it opposes the question like are the birds, uh, what are they doing? Are they uh, like bullying the bunny, or uh, are they comforting? Yeah, because the, the bunny, bunny looks a bit sad or tired. It's sitting down in this position, like you would sit up against a wall if you were really exhausted, with your arms on your knees, knees and yeah. like with your head hanging a bit. And then it's holding a phone. Yeah. It's or a- like an old phone handle. Mm, yeah, it's an old phone that has been transferred into a microphone. Uh, I didn't build it, I found it from Kiaratuskeskus. Oh, it's really easy to hack the old phones though. Yeah, yeah, I heard yeah, yeah. So checked out some YouTube tutorials, but somebody already made it for me, but mm. uh, maybe if I can find some old phones, I can build ones myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the phone is there because there's also uh, a cassette loop playing from a cassette player and then there's this, like an outer speaker going from the cassette player that has been attached to the phone microphone and then the phone microphone goes into the guitar amp. Yeah, it's and, sitting on a the, white guitar amp, we forgot to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's how I just like rooted the sound to come out of the amp and mm. have this phone on it. Like maybe it has something to do with like uh, lack of communication or the absence of, I don't know, something, something, but yeah. And the bunny is white, completely white, uh, painted glossy, so it looks like white ceramics, almost in human scale. Mm. Uh, And the bird on the top of it is also white in the same color, like this uh, raw white, or I don't know what it's called, not like a white, pure white, but... Like off-white, natural white. And so, from a distance, you don't necessarily see that it's a bird at first. It just looks like part of the ears or part mm. of the head. But then, yeah, when you get closer, you can see that it's a bird pecking. And actually on the poster, I wasn't sure of what it was sitting on. I didn't rec- register at first that it was an amp. Mm. <clears throat> so I thought maybe it was a, a stationary computer mm. Mm. or something like this. Mm. Or yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit darker on the poster and it has like this more like focused spotlight uh, on the bunny, but in a way it, it's pre- presented uh, similarly. But I mean, yeah. that's why I think the poster is so great because uh, the spotlight that is on the poster is actually in the poster. So the lamp is standing next yeah. to the bunny and lighting down on it like it would be sitting under this spotlight mm-hmm. lamp. Mm-hmm. And then the phone like looks a little bit like... Um, it's holding a microphone or something. Mm. So in my mind, it's like a performer sitting alone on a stage under the spotlight with the microphone stand next to it. Mm. And it's really tired or exhausted because I don't know, maybe it's a long tour or <laughs> maybe there wasn't any audiences. Maybe it's a comedian and nobody laughed or, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Mm. Yeah, like there's a lot of character. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the biggest maybe centerpiece sculpture. Mm. And then what are the other ones? Uh, well, one that has been very popular amongst the audience and the kids is this uh, elephant. Uh, that's playing a zither. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but a like zipper, like from a shirt. Uh, no, no, not not a zipper, but like zither. As uh, a sitar, like a, yeah. the Indian instrument. Uh, no, not, not a sitar even. But it's <laughs> what like, about it's, like uh, it's it's kantele in Finnish, and ah. if you translate it into English, they call it Finnish zither because there's no English word for kantele. Because it's a specific Finnish uh, string instrument. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like but, a traditional s- instrument. Yeah, and it usually this one has like five strings, but there are bigger ones and they're still called kantele, but also there's another word uh, called sitra, and I'm not sure if sitra is like zither. Moro. Okay. So yeah, uh, <laughs> well, the Finnish, <laughs> Finnish listeners can uh, picture uh, what the instrument on the work is, but... Uh, and it, is that also a repurposed instrument, or did you build it? Uh, no, it's repurposed. It's actually, it has, uh, has my brother's name on it, so it belonged belonged to my big brother uh, when he was a child, and uh, I think my sisters were... Uh, in the opening and they uh, told me that my brother went to this like music preschool called Muskari uh, and it's like preschool but it's uh, heavily uh, heavily uh, involved with like music making mm. or like sound and uh, uh, so yeah it has my brother's name I didn't build it but uh, does I, he know you used it uh, no 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 he doesn't but like <laughs> <laughs> I think he would be happy if, if he if he would know, but yeah. Okay, sure. And there's, uh, I think this elephant piece is kind of different from the others because it's, it also relies on this like wooden structure. And it's only a head. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it's the others have like full, full body, body figure yeah. and this is literally only a head con- attached to this wooden thing and the instrument. So somehow the technology of it is much more... Uh, revealed or mm, mm. or like integral to the work yeah yeah there's like only the head and then there's the hand like one hand attached to the uh, there's a violin bow uh, mm. that moves and plays the zither uh, or cantele uh, I thought about uh, of building a body to it but then I uh, it would be hard to build a body and have the hand moving and so I kind of like let mm. it be more like airy uh, so uh, like big part of this work is also the wooden structure that like plays the violin and uh, some people have uh, seen it without the elephant head and said that oh this is kind of cool like this like uh, just the, the yeah, hand yeah, thing yeah yeah, yeah yeah and you build all these like mechanical motorized uh, things yourself right <clears throat> yeah yeah well not the motors but like the structures and uh, if there is some like well one piece not the elephant piece but one other piece uses Arduino microcontroller so yeah I mean you connect all the electronics yeah so like the motor is a, a component but you still you build the mechanical yeah, yeah. Uh, system yeah well yeah that's true that's true but yeah it has been uh, I don't know why but uh, the kids like it a lot uh, some say it's scary it's a little bit like 
not necessarily scary, but it's like it has a trunk and uh, it, uh, it, the what are the teeth called again? Mm, maybe like tusks. Tusks, yeah. It has like trunk and tusks, but then it has no elephant ears, so it's more like a, a bald, normal human head with like something like a weird big human ears or something but not elephant ears mm. so maybe it's a little bit like an elephant mask on a, mm. a human head or something but then not human at all i mean the bunny is also a little bit creepy it's not as creepy as the bunny from donny dago but it still it looks sad or depressed mm. and then it has not really any eyes or any facial features as such it's just this whole white no figure. you haven't seen it up close yet, no so. exactly we're looking at it from far away so i'm i'm giving we will see if we can talk in with the sound mm. but i mean from a distance you know yeah, like yeah. this looking in so i can see why they would say that they are a little bit Creepy. I mean, now mm. they're presented in this very like clean gallery-ish space, mm. but in a different setting. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and maybe like the movement also brings it this like eerie aspect, because uh, mm. then it looks like they move on their own. They don't need like human assistance, so maybe you can be like, oh, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> anyway, but yeah, about the ears, they are actually like uh, they're made out of plaster that I painted and it has like four human ears uh, two on each side and I kind of like tried to combine two ears to make one big ear that would like look like an elephant ear but you said that it doesn't. So it looks like something in between like yeah, a yeah. weird morphed thing. Yeah, yeah. It's not an elephant but it's also not a human. Maybe it's like a weird clone or something. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, and that's like that's these pieces like fall in somewhere in the between of a human and a uh, animal. Because the hand is human, right? The hand is human. Is it your hand? Uh, no, it's not. It's I sculpted it out of styrofoam, like uh, just freestyle. So I. Did oh, so it's it. not a cast. It's, it's actually not a cast. sculpted. It's sculpted. Yeah. Is it difficult to sculpt a hand? Uh, well, I've made so many hands, so uh, it became easier uh, as time went on. But at the start, like, uh, you can't, like, have the fingers on, like, to be on, like, different positions. You have to have, like, kind of, like, grappling, like, all the four fingers minus the thumb have to be, like, on a similar position. Because you, you only, like, take, take stuff out of the styrofoam. You can't add to it. So uh, once you kind of like cut to closer, try to shape one finger to be in a one position, then all the other fingers easily get like uh, affected by it because I'm using this hot wire cutter and it's... It's fragile. Yeah, it's fragile and it's hard to go around. Like mm. I have to do it like in this sense of like uh, it to be simple, but then... Uh, when I have the like rough draft uh, out of it, then I can use like sandpaper to maybe uh, sculpt the fingers individually a bit. But uh, yeah, I've, I've made a lot of hands because uh, at some point I did mostly sculptures that were like this elephant, like its only head and then a hand like somewhere because mm. I thought like they don't need bodies. Uh, 
and uh, like head sculpture of a head is a very classic thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess it's a very classic uh, sculpture move. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but also like uh, fragments of bodies or uh, representations of like mm. bodies in this way can be enough for us to understand mm, the mm. figure. Mm. It's fun. There's like working with styrofoam and this hot uh, thread cutter. I just interviewed Leonard the other day, but mm. and he told more in detail about this tool. But we only did half of his interview then, and then we will do the rest once his work is exhibited. So actually, this episode will come out first. But that can be a little carrot for the listener if you're more curious about this hot slicing tool for styrofoam. Uh, yeah, in a few episodes, you will get to know what nice. this is all about. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> um, but couldn't you? Like, I know that you can only work so attractively with styrofoam like you say if you want to keep the one lump of, of styrofoam mm. but you could glue or yeah, yeah. something but do well, you have yeah. like principles against that no no i don't and uh on the bigger pieces like i have glued things to them and then when it goes under this paper uh covering process it like <clears throat> if there's a seam that looks somehow rough and under the paper you won't see it anymore uh but it's a maybe bit tedious work to do like separate pieces and start to attach them and styrofoam is pretty fragile it's lightweight so if you like drop it it usually won't break but if there's like a uh, sketchy part glued to it and it like hits a wall or hits some door or something then the piece can like easily uh, detach but until you have not now they're quite sturdy right because no, yeah. because of all this you put on the outside yeah 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 and they're like uh the bigger uh the figure is the like sturdier it comes i think and about styrofoam there's like two types of uh well maybe more than two types but this like white styrofoam that we call styrofoam and then there's this a bit more like yellowish one called fin foam. Oh, which can also be blue, I guess, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. more construction. Yeah, it's construction stuff, and uh, it's like it's more like dense, so it's uh, slower to sculpt it, but it's a bit heavier and a bit sturdier. And you can get it in really big uh, sheets or yeah, plates. Yeah, yeah. I believe this is also what Leonard was talking about using. Yeah, yeah, and like. Uh, don't don't at me, but usually you can go to construction sites and pick out uh, like dirty pieces because they're pretty much like waste. And if you go in daytime, you can ask the workers if they are there. Like, can I take this piece? And they like always say yeah. Also, a lot of construction sites are just like very open at mm -hmm. night, mm -hmm. so it's like things like this are sometimes just piled for months and months mm, mm, mm. for those with loose morals yeah yeah and like i uh, i can't imagine myself doing these kind of works out of like ceramics or out of metal or cast them in bronze or something because they would be so heavy uh and i'm a skinny guy so <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you I, would become really strong though yeah, if you yeah, work yeah. with really strong materials yeah. And I like talked with Leon from our school, and uh, he said that during his candy show, because he worked so a lot with metals, mm. like at the end of the show, he was like so buff and in a good shape. 
Uh, he also <laughs> increasingly looked more and more like like a wild man during this work. Somehow, like the hair, the beard was growing, and like a shout out to Leon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a great, great guy. But then I then I said to him like, oh, that's probably why I sculpt out of styrofoam because like I don't want to hassle with any like uh, heavy stuff, mm. and I want to make like in sculpture there there is like more. Uh, things you have to think about the logistics yeah like bigger and harder to store and like I like, mean yours are not that huge so they can still be in one piece mm. and they're storable but definitely they're large enough that you can't just put them all on a shelf in your studio unless mm. you have like a really large space yeah yeah and and of course transport and stuff like every time you need to transport something to a new exhibition to a new place there is the risk of it breaking mm-hmm. and you have to pack it and uh, it can take really big crates for all of this yeah so I, I think I understand the idea of wanting to use um, something light but wouldn't it be more durable to make it in ceramics mm, yeah probably Probably, yeah. But that's something I... Because, like, my works, they have all these, like, electronics and, mm. uh, uh, like, outer devices and things. Like, I I don't think of my art lasting for 100 years yet. Maybe at some point I will start to do art in <laughs> that way. But, like, for now, I don't really care, care if these works uh, break down as I'm taking them out of here or something <laughs> they're not that valuable to me because like they recycle the materials and everything just like to make them and see them and uh, especially like after an exhibition I really don't like see a future in my works like even if we, when you make with so much personality like this like they have so much character I don't think I could make beings like this and then not feel attached to them mm. Mm. yeah well not on mine <laughs> no? wow. yeah. so these were all made for this exhibition uh, yeah yeah well in the original portfolio uh, I had uh, I think there were, were like five works uh, that two of them were in progress still and then because uh, the open call was earlier this year, mm. like somewhere in the spring. So I applied with those works and then during the summer I, uh, it became uh, clear that one of the works is too, too like, hard to do with all those electronics that it had. There were like a m- massaging device and weird things that would have probably been falling down. For one of these? Yeah, yeah. So uh, then you scaled it down or changed completely? No, the it plan? changed completely. Okay. Like the work had the same head that this like Batman type of figure has now. Mm. So I like made a totally new work, and the bunny wasn't on the original portfolio. I started doing that during the summer mm. after I heard that uh, I got this exhibition slot. So maybe like when I did the elephant and this. Uh, Let's just call it like bicycle boy, boyish. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the, the audience or the listener, we will describe the Batman and the bicycle boy in a moment. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But so the bicycle boy I had done before, uh, even knowing like there is the possibility to have an exhibition here. Mm. But it suits here very well. 
Uh, I mean, in a way, it also stands out a little bit from the other three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, kind of. But like the Bunny and the Batman, because uh, I did them at at a time I knew I'm gonna have this exhibition, mm. so maybe uh, it maybe influenced a bit my working to like know that they will be here and kids will be the main audience to them and. Mm. Uh, yeah, and then the one work that is now in the group exhibition, uh, it was meant to be here, but uh, oh, yeah. now it's in the group exhibition, and it's it's better because it's this kite flying thing, uh, and the other room it has more space to hang the kites from the roof and the figure being on the floor and mm, sure blah, blah blah maybe we can check it out or maybe maybe not but um, yeah. Uh, but I mean, that's really in, in, nice that you got in uh, with the timeline because that was one question I was going to ask at one point uh, about like how long does it take to make these figures? Mm-hmm. Because you said you applied in the spring and then in the summer you got confirmed the exhibition and now we're in the end yeah, of November, November yeah. and you it this opened what a few weeks ago? Yeah. Uh, so, like, how long does each of these? sculptures take to make approximately mm. I know they might not be the same but mm, yeah it's hard to say uh, uh, I go through like different phases uh, yeah sure there are different stages yeah, of this work yeah uh, and well, like the bunny I think like I did the I did the like main figure uh, like pretty early in the summer at the end of like uh June or something and uh, I was going to do this like bunny that is afraid of water so it had this like what you call them like rap rap in Finnish but it's this you can put them on your feet and you go diving this like long, <laughs> long ah, like uh, like it's, what are they called like fins maybe just yeah, maybe they are just called fins in, in English yeah. uh, swimming feet in Danish <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice yeah but like that was the original idea and then I had it and I bought a kiddie pool and water pumps and everything oh, and so you wanted to have like water in the exhibition yeah 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 and then I I didn't like the way it looked when it was sitting in the pool and uh, maybe the water was a bit uh, hazard element. I mean, galleries are not super happy that when you want to bring in elemental aspects like water, sand, dirt, mm. things like this, you always have to like ask in advance and then like usually negotiate about mm. using the space in mm. this way. Mm. But was it? Why didn't you like it aesthetically? Was it too plasticky the pool? Yeah, it was too plastic in the pool. There was like this uh, huge text uh, that said like "Made in China, Made in China," and uh, and this this house really is not a plastic gallery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, and it, it it was like when I looked at it in the pool, I was like, this is like totally a different piece that I started with like being scared of something maybe, and when it was sitting in the pool and with this, all these Made in China texts. I started to think about like the climate crisis or something like this, and uh, it's a good thing to make art about, but uh, that wasn't uh, the thing I was going for. Uh, ah, yeah. So if there are some elements that if you add them, then there is a big chance that they will give a specific reading mm-hmm. to everything that is happening around it. Kind of like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, maybe maybe just more about the water being. Uh, hard element to combine especially with like electronics 
Yeah, and water pumps and water all this. Pumps. The mechanics need to be a bit stronger, I guess, mm -hmm. to work mm -hmm. with something like water. Yeah, yeah. And there's no one like uh, how you how you say it, like supervising or like hanging around this space uh, uh, at any given <coughs> time. So like. So the works are unprotected. Yeah, unprotected. So if the water would, if there would have been some sort of like a flood or something, uh, it everything would have gone pretty sour. So. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm not sure what was the uh, yeah how long it took. <laughs> the bunny took the whole summer, but uh, but maybe like uh, if I'm really into the work I'm doing, I I'll probably finish it in a week or something. But then I like the whole thing. The whole thing, yeah. Also with like um, making all the electronics and everything. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. But and you don't sleep a lot. <laughs> well, I don't go out a lot. So yeah. Just stay, stay home or stay in my studio and uh, work on like 10 hours a day on the mm. sculpture. So maybe like uh, in hours it would be like approximately like 50 hours per sculpture. But mm. uh, there's also a lot of like thinking and looking at it and not like doing hands-on work. And probably there are a lot of tests work that you have done through the year that maybe you don't count within the hours but they actually do count within mm, mm, yeah. within the working times. Yeah. What is the hardest part of a process like this? So there's like <clears throat> I'm sorry. There's like making the design and then like carving the styrofoam and then there's uh, whatever all this like uh, you do on top of the styrofoam. What was that again? Mm, paper and paint and then varnish. Okay, so there's the whole coding process, yeah, yeah. and then there is the electronics um, and the mechanical motor stuff and things. So, what, which of these <coughs> like uh, work processes are like usually the most challenging? Mm, probably the electronics uh, and to like uh, to make it work like uh, every time because uh, they're not like. I don't do. I don't like plan the mechanical and electronical part out. I like kind of like trial and error, uh, mm. try it out and uh, test things. And it's kind of uh, it sucks to like make the work and then get to the part where I build the electronical components and uh, try it out and then it doesn't like work like I, how I want it to the work. The motor is not strong enough. Yeah, or yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Those kind of things. So uh, they're not like. Uh, well, these are now like, uh, how would I say it, like bulletproof. They work every time. And uh, they you have go been in. working every day since the opening? You yeah. haven't had to uh, like fix it? No, no. That's no. amazing. Yeah, but actually like the sitter, uh, I got an email this morning like, oh, it sounds a bit like flat and out of tune. And I was like, yeah, I was that, that was bound to happen at some point because they move and uh, when things move and time time goes on like small little changes are gonna happen but that's gonna happen with a string instrument even if you don't play it and it's sitting mm. on a shelf at home right you yeah. still need to retune the guitar every once mm, in a while mm, yeah yeah that's true so minor fixes here and there mm. uh, but yeah in this like three-week period that uh, this exhibition has been here uh, I have been on standby every day and a bit scared, like, oh, maybe something is now going bad, but uh, not yet, so... No, but the fact that they can run and you haven't had to come here all the time is amazing. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, because that's definitely a thing when doing media art, you really need to consider 
if it's self-running or like if, who needs to turn it on and mm. off because turning on media players and screens and things a lot of these systems need to be done in a super specific order and way or it doesn't loop correctly or the mm. screen will go into power saving mode or and i have sometimes had like stupid installations where i had to change the mp3 player every 10 hours or something <laughs> and so then yeah running to school like every day to to change the batteries and some stuff and yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like you said like a work like that kind of like loops and i think like these are pretty much looping because it's most of them use like a rotational motor that just goes round and round mm. and i can like set it up and look at it for 15 minutes at home or in my studio and i'm oh yeah this is working and then i leave it there on its own and go for a cigarette or something and I come back and it has just fallen apart or like something very minor need to only happen for it to like break down or something. Maybe uh, your sculptures are more alive than you think yeah, and you yeah. leave the space and they're like I don't want to play this instrument anymore. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> But yeah like doing things like on this like thin line like does it work or does it not maybe brings it some sort of like emotion or like people have said that uh, it's kind of cool to see all the electronics like very bare bone style uh, on and display and like and that it feels fragile or vulnerable in in the build up yeah know? yeah yeah and like you can see like some part is only hanging uh, from somewhere with just like metal wire or something literally by yeah. a thread <laughs> yeah literally by a thread yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I guess it is also for for children. These things are super cool. Mm, mm. Uh, maybe let's just describe the last two figures for the audience and then take a walk in there and listen to them. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, so the bicycle boy, or what did you call that? Uh, bicycle boy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh, it's like hard to gender these figures because they are like uh, bicycle kit bicycle kit yeah uh, yeah that that I made like like very early on this year uh, and I it started out with an idea of well I found the helmet that it, it has on from Kieratus uh, Keskuksen Ilmaisosasta the free section like uh, the recycling centers uh, recycle centers free section and it has a uh, like a formula car on the helmet and i was thinking about like this like all oh, like little boys like formulas and like uh, race driving and rally things and like it's this like narrative for boys to like grow up to be a race car driver or something uh, and i wanted to build <laughs> a Formula One car and make it move or something, but like a big one. Yeah, like a really big one. But wow. I didn't at the time. I didn't have enough of styrofoam. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, not, not, let's not do it. And I had done the face like before the body, and then I like made the body, and then I was like, oh, these go well together, and maybe if I put the helmet on this head, oh, it it fits and. There's a V. Oh, so it's like a normal bike helmet. Yeah? It's, a, it's a normal bike mm. helmet, like ready-made, and there's also a wig uh, uh, under the helmet because the head is not like fully sculpted round. It's this weird. So, so you are hiding the unfinished <laughs> head within the wig. Yeah, oh, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's this. Uh, it's standing. It's the 
only figure that is standing. It's also the only figure feet. looking up. Yeah, looking up, and on the helmet there's this like butterfly attached to it, uh, and the uh, kid is holding like a bicycle with golden rings and a pretty sketchy paint job <laughs> on the bicycle. <laughs> and I try to like rem- remedy the days uh, in my childhood where we maybe found like a spray can on the streets and then we just started to spray our bikes because I had a fully golden bike once (laughs) also yeah when I was maybe 12 my bike was fully golden and did you paint it by yourself yeah yeah Yeah, of course yeah yeah, yeah. everything and then I on the basket I put these golden plastic flowers that I bought in some shop or something yeah it was very bling I want a bike like that yeah but yeah the name of the work is uh, someone that's more for real and uh, it's kind of like uh, means that the kid is seeing the butterfly kind of like for the first time in his life and uh, or uh, their life and uh, maybe they think like oh this is something pretty cool maybe I don't have to think about my bike or maybe I don't have to think about this race. Is that why the kid is looking up? <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh. yeah and it's, it has four eyes and maybe with the four eyes I tried to like uh, create this like double entendre of like the boyish thing and then looking at a butterfly which is maybe not that <laughs> I'm not sure it's some personal thing from my childhood but yeah so it has looking a at butterflies as a personal thing <laughs> no 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 but like like experiencing something and seeing something and getting a feeling out of it that you maybe haven't gotten before Oh, like, like this is some, new? Yeah, well, yeah, like something that's more for real. Like you see something and you're like, this is actually like meaningful. Maybe not, not this bike or <laughs> my dream of becoming a race car driver or something. Did you have a dream of becoming a race car driver as a kid? No, I had a dream of becoming a, a, a train train driver. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's cool. But that's, I think that's pretty like usual. Uh, kids love trains and I love trains my first dream when I was like four or five was to become a rescue helicopter pilot oh that didn't work out no it didn't no it it did not I I was once rescued with a helicopter and got to fly in a rescue helicopter over the Himalayas but um, (laughs) but no was that how the dream became to you or no no, that was like That was in my 20s. No, no, it was when I was a kindergarten. I wanted to be a rescue helicopter pilot, which is super specific. Mm, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, but for many years, I thought I was going to be an airplane pilot, actually. Mm. For many, like, uh, youth years, that was kind of my dream. Mm. But yeah, no, then I went this completely different direction. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. But did you build the bike, or is it like a, a... a modified uh, no I built it yeah. uh, it's fully made out of styrofoam and on the rims uh, I covered the rims with paper because uh, a good thing to know about painting styrofoam with spray paints you cannot use or you have to use like uh, water so how you say it like water based uh, spray paint because if you use this like aerosol or I'm not sure what the chemical in the normal spray paints are but if you just spray it on a bare styrofoam uh, it will melt so oh it will create a chemical reaction yeah, with yeah. the plastic in the styrofoam yeah yeah mm. i 
didn't know that. I now I'm thinking, did I ever try to spray paint styrofoam and I can't remember? Yeah, yeah, and it's it, the effect might be sometimes more and sometimes more or less. But uh, did you figure this out by bitter experience, or did you just know? Uh, no, I actually didn't. Uh, either one of those, I walked into this. Uh, it's the Make Your Mark. Uh, paint shop and also a gallery uh, in Suvilahti, Helsinki and they sell spray paints and all kind of like street art stuff and uh, I had the uh, bicycle in my hand when I went in there and I was like uh, I want to paint this gold or this Oh you brought stuff. the bike? Yeah. That's was, very smart. Yeah, yeah and like because I was going to school from there. Uh, okay, yeah. And the, the guy at the counter said like are you going to paint this bike? And I was like yeah and then he told me that don't you have to buy these water-based things, and uh, thank God he did because <laughs> my whole you? my whole bike would have just melted. Exactly, my but that, that would have been like such a wonderful, weird sculptural performative moment if you in your studio had been painting the bike and then it just disintegrated yeah, before your eyes. Yeah, yeah, and it would have been pretty cool if uh, like it would have still been easy to recognize a, like a bike skeleton out of it because in the work like the boy is not focusing mm-hmm. on the bike anymore so, like, yeah. it's something it's leaving behind so maybe like a bit melted bicycle would have been cool but I mean you can make tests it's a good performance idea to do outdoor sculpture performances where you bring mm. like uh, styrofoam sculptures that you have carved and then you paint them live and then they become disfigured melted sculptures mm. in front of the audience yeah yeah yeah, yeah you can have that that's yours now if you no, want thank you thank sure you. yeah yeah <laughs> also sculptural performance is not that common in this way i think mm. like mm. it could be a thing yeah yeah maybe it's something about the aesthetic about like this like messy sculptures melted things is not something that i'm interested in but okay, like sure. the performative part is sounds cool but like what what it creates no it's true these are quite clean in the look all mm, of them yeah is that why you choose this glossy finish that looks like ceramics because it feels like super clean yeah yeah like i have this like because uh, i like do things in my own way like we all do but like i feel this like Thing where I don't do things like that properly and I want to maybe like hide that I don't want to be so clear about it so maybe like the whole styrofoam and it being recycled and dirty and things like that is something I'm afraid to show and that's why in these works I have tried to like uh, go go a bit further and uh, make them clean and like professional so it's like on the outside they look super proper and on the inside they are just like uh, messy and recycled and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and <Yeah>. fragile yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they it have like a bunch of hot glue inside <laughs> the paper and that's something I don't want to show right? but it adds a lot of extra character to these or like fat somehow like a bit of backstory to their personality some mm. depth yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, let's uh, uh, bring the Batman person, the, Batman. the last, one, last one, into yeah. the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's it's on this like, how would you describe it? It's like, it's like position. A person on all fours. All fours. Yeah. Yeah. 
and it's kind of like a human size but child size but like with very tiny feet <laughs> uh, and then it's um it's like the, it's wearing clothes but the closer part of the sculpted painted things and it's like a a body black bodysuit with like short arms and legs maybe like t-shirt arms and short legs i don't know uh but then it's wearing like a, a hoodie or or like a, some kind of like baklava what what kind of hoodie yeah, is it yeah well a mask hoodie something but yeah. that is like a fabric thing put over it mm. and it has wings it has like black wings yeah that's my description it's also wearing black boots and black wow. gloves or maybe it's black socks because it's <laughs> very tight but they're also part of the like painted uh, coated thing yeah and then I can't see the face from here because we're still sitting outside so that um, when we go in the sound Re because they're reactive too when we move in mm. the, with sensors right uh, which yeah. is why we're talking out here and then when we move in the, the sculptures will react to our presence and start making sound mm. so I can't see the face or the other side of the sculpture but how do you feel about that description? it's a good description like that's, roughly right? yeah that's how it looks maybe you can describe the mechanics and electronics attached to it mm -hmm. yeah uh, it's the only one that uses a bit more advanced uh, electronical it, is it an Arduino? I it's can an see. Arduino yeah and a servo motor uh, and to the audience like Servo motor is something that only moves like 180 degrees. It doesn't do like rotational spin, so it's uh, good for doing like back and forth movement. Mm. Uh, and uh, well, in the bunny there's no motors, but in the elephant and the bicycle one, uh, they use just normal DC motors with like rotational movement. But yeah, the servo motor is making the wings flap a bit, and uh, it's hard to see here, but. Uh, there's like a fishing wire that uh, is connected to the wings and the servo motor's arm and as it moves and the wings flap uh, there's also scissors attached to the wings and as they move the scissors try to like cut the fishing wire out so it creates this like it's a lot of tension it's a lot of tension. a lot of suspense yeah so yeah. literally from the wings are like the scissors hanging yeah and they are real scissors and they're real scissors and then the real fishing line yeah. it, fishing wire is like there and it it could the scissors accidentally cut the fishing wire or will it not happen no no it won't happen but it really looks like it could happen yeah and it, it's on the brink of cutting it but uh, mm. it's either the fishing line is either strong enough or the scissors are like dull enough so mm. it won't happen uh, or the movement doesn't go that far that the scissors would like do the final like psh, uh, thing, but yeah. Uh, balaclava, that's what it's called. I said baklava before. That's a sweet. That's a dessert. Yeah. That's a dessert. Yeah. Balaclava is the hat yeah. from Russia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. I just in my mind I realized my mistake. Yeah. Uh, it's peculiar to me that you talk about like the hiding um, the unfinished details and touch of the sculptural uh, like material aspects and then you have these super exposed electronics mm. like this Arduino which for those who don't know and hasn't haven't listened to any other episodes of this podcast where we talk about it it's this tiny little it looks like a tiny piece of a motherboard like a tiny piece of an inside computer part but then it is 
sort of like a microcomputer uh, that can control something like sound, not video. It's not like advanced enough for that. But it looks like you've taken a little piece from an inside a computer and out, and you could have hidden it inside some casing or inside the sculpture even somehow, but you have let it remain totally exposed attached to the outside of the sculpture very visibly mm. as if it's like a kind of like a jetpack uh, <laughs> thing on the side or something mm. Mm. so what is this choice that it's okay to show the the raw electronics but not the raw sculpture material <laughs> yeah well uh well maybe i wanted to like show that the thing that is happening is like artificial like the sculpture itself it doesn't have the ability to move its wings or something like, like. batman yeah. batman needs gadgets it doesn't, act, <laughs> it doesn't actually have superhero um uh, things like he he doesn't have special abilities he just has a lot of motivation and a lot of money mm. <laughs> yeah yeah may, maybe and when we see the name of the work it actually uh, kind of like uh, references to batman mm -hmm. also but uh People have like said to me that uh, oh cool work. not not on these works especially but like previously like oh you make cool stuff how about the next thing is to hide all the electronics and I'm like uh, yeah I don't like I don't know about that <laughs> I mean I like it I like but also I think that electronics are super beautiful yeah, components same. and so I think aesthetically I really like them as elements same and same same and I, I kind of like. Uh, Of course, this is my own own way of looking at like kinetic art and art that uses technology. But if it's like hidden behind a wall or some box, I only think about like how does it work. Like I don't think mm. about the art piece like and what it's trying to say or state. But like how does it work? And that's maybe my personal problem. So every time I see something like oh this moves and it's moving this part and then this part is doing this thing, I I get happy. I'm like, oh, cool! Like now I know how it works, and I can Why maybe focus more. Why do you think more. it's a problem that you think of functionality first? Mm. Well, well, at lo when looking at art, maybe maybe you shouldn't like first think like how it was made. You should maybe like look at it like, what's the artwork? What what it says to you? Ah, but we are technicians and craftsmen, so like mm. no, that's part of the game. That's part of the job. Mm -hmm. yeah, I have yeah. done a lot of like light technician work and party organization and stuff. I cannot walk into a nightclub without looking up to see what lamps they have installed. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it's not that I don't enjoy the dance floor, but <laughs> yeah, I also yeah. look at how they use their moving heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know a sound technician who doesn't listen to speakers mm, anywhere they mm, go. Mm. It's just like it's a occupational hazard. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. But maybe it would be like too much work then after all to also build some like boxes and do the wiring so that uh, all of it would have been hidden. And if I need to fix them, it's easier this way because all the motors are like uh, accessible. Definitely. No, I mean, you also have argued very well for why you wanted to be exposed. I just, it's it's always like a peculiar when someone is uh, very uh, attached to some aesthetic ideas of finish and then like mm -hmm. something else is like juxtaposed with it almost. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hey. Okay, 
Um, so now we have talked about all of them, the like melancholic bunny, the eerie elephant, uh, the uh, what is the boy or like the kid? What is the, the yeah? But I had this emotion in my mind that I need to find the um, word for like this uh, that it's in awe or like you know yeah, yeah. that it's amazed about something. Mm. And then um, the maybe child, maybe tiny person who has somehow dressed up as a supervillain or maybe superhero, we're not really sure. Yeah. So we have our a whole character gallery now. Should we take a walk in and, and meet them? Let's do it, yeah. yeah. I'll turn this down a little bit because we don't know how loud it will be. Yeah, and the sitter is maybe a bit out of tune, so... Uh. when you get close to this bicycle kid. Oh, and then the butterfly's moving all around its face. I should have really come and look at them closer before we started talking. <laughs> it's not the first time I've made that mistake in this podcast. Oh, and the bunny has such a face. It's really sad. Yeah. Oh, wow, much more than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it looks tired and <laughs> it looks like it had bad news on the phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe no news, no answer. Or maybe no news. And and you say it's a microphone now or Yeah, the microphone is on this side and this is like a speaker. Okay. And this is connected the speaker to the uh, headphone plug of the cassette player. So, yeah, uh, like a C cassette player that you have then hacked because now the, the tape is running a meter across the podium uh, around the little bird sculpture. Yep. So are you recording to this or playing from it? Like what is... Playing from it, from it, yeah. And then using the built-in speaker of the cassette? No, it's, it comes... Everything comes from the guitar amp. Okay. Because like, I can take this now out and... Now we can hear it from this... Like... From the cassette player. Which is a good sound. Also. It's a good sound. It's maybe a bit better sound even, but uh, all these components is the phone would be meaningless if I would have because the ah, sound yeah. then now it, the microphone actually like picks up the sound. Hmm. Wow, and then the Batman doesn't make any sound, right? Well oh, like this. This like yeah. Two two of the words are maybe a bit more sound oriented than uh, this Batman and bicycle kid is. Uh, the sound is coming only from the movement of the motors. 
those servo motors they usually make like a lot of sound depending on how fast this will move the arm on the motor this is a good sound for the scissors mm -hmm. and now like in the code uh, as I'm explaining this the code does this uh, last bit of uh, choreography where it goes like really slowly to the brink of the wire cutting but it doesn't cut and then the loop kind of like starts again with this faster speed and I mean the scissors is just connected with like these little wooden <laughs> tiny little sticks and, and normal bands. rubber bands <laughs> so it actually could slide and accidentally cut because it has been kind of grinding away at the fishing rod a little bit like, mm -hmm. yeah, or like not rod the fishing line yeah. yeah yeah well now looking at it closely yeah there's some some effect on it, some erosion. Wow. Yeah. Oh, and it's also wearing a mask. Yeah, and a wig. Bat me up. Nice. And then the elephant man or elephant player is really insistently taking most of the soundscape. Yeah. Uh, I'm like thinking maybe I should lower down the volume a bit because there's a contact microphone under the uh, zitter and the microphone is connected to these speakers that are inside the space, like surround sound speakers. This is why it's so loud. So loud. Wow. Oh, here you can see the exposed sty styrofoam from the hand. Yeah, yeah. Is that on purpose? No, okay. I just didn't. And if you come look here, you can see there's like a hole uh, on the wrist side or under, yeah, I under see. here. Because I was trying to maybe like first attach it from here to this screw, oh. uh, but it didn't work out. So, and you can see like this attachment is made out of like metal wire. Metal wire. Rautalanka in Finnish. It was one of the first words I learned in Finnish. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's useful. Stoltrol in Danish. Okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. And there's, you can see my like brother's name, Kasper. Mm. That's nice. Yeah. And all these, like, this is what amuses people are these, like, fruit stickers on the instrument, because that's, like, how they teach playing this instrument to children, like, play the strawberry string or play this blueberry string or something like that's amazing the, the notation is like blueberries and raspberries <laughs> very finished yeah very finished yeah wow mustikaya vadalma mustikaya vadalma ja mansikkaya koska siinä myös I'm not sure if that's a raspberry. It looks very orange, uh, not mm. orange as the fruit, but like but maybe, maybe the buckthorn. color has maybe it's buckthorn, like turni. Turni, turni Maria, yeah. Sea buckthorn, or maybe the raspberry color has just faded, faded over yeah, the years. Yeah. But why the strawberry hasn't faded then at all? Mm. And what is this one? Is this like a beet? Because <laughs> if this is a blueberry, maybe, maybe black currant. Black currant, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come see it for yourself, honey. Yeah. Wow, and it really has strong eyes, this elephant, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, can we talk about the face on the bicycle kit? Yeah, sure. What no. do you want to say about it? I don't know, like, it's creepy somehow. It's like this 
disfigured and it almost like a picky nose mm, mm, and yeah. then four eyes but also like you said that you were hiding that the face was not complete I mean it looks like it's a face that it has been that has been put on it almost <laughs> yeah yeah I think because I said that I met the face before this work mm. uh, or the idea even came to my head and when I was working on the face I don't know what I was thinking about maybe like just like freehand sculpting a face out of a piece of styrofoam I had and that's why the nose is kind of like it's not a separate piece the nose it's like it's one piece the whole mm. face minus the eyes or the uh, eyeballs which are red plastic uh, grapes like decorational grapes <laughs> uh, but yeah the face is like people have said that it looks like a dog or a lamb mm. or something like and I think it looks like a mutant. Yeah, yeah. But it's nice because it is this like now there's butterflies flying all around the head of like circulating the head of this kid, and then the four eyes which don't really have a direction because it is these like red plastic mm -hmm. beads kind of. It is a little bit how you feel when you try to look in all directions mm -hmm. at once and you feel very amazed and you want to look at all the mm -hmm. leaves of the trees I or know. you know. Yeah. yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, and this the bunny has like the same plastic grape eyes, but then I painted some like tiny white spots to make like this like reflection. Like uh, there's much more direction in them. Yeah, yeah, and maybe to look the eyes now look a bit like watery, or maybe like it's about to cry or something with this like. Uh, I mean, I've just never seen such a sad bunny in my life. Now I know what you mean with like. Um, oh, I'm like yelling into the mic. Now I know what you mean with that you don't know whether the birds are comforting or, or teasing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it is a rather big bird to have on top of your head <laughs> if it's not doing mm. you any good. Mm. And if you look the one in the back, back side of the head, like that's like, it's that's totally not comforting. It looks like it's pecking into its skull. Yeah, yeah. and there's like this small like material. This is like combining of paper and glue and something like that. And thread and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like taking pieces out of the bunny's head. Yeah, it looks like almost that the brain is starting to spill out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> That's... I mean, in a way, they have this, this very like, you know, that they look a bit oh, like... Geez. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Well, this is amazing. Now that it, it happened while we were recording. Yes. Can you explain to the listener what just happened? Okay, so in the elephant piece, there was the uh, earlier mentioned uh, metal wire that uh, was hanging the violin bow, and enough of movement and uh, twiddling happened to the wire, so now it broke. Yeah, you know, with metal wire, that's one way to cut it. If you don't have pliers, you can just like twist it really fast a lot of times. So that yeah. has happened here. And the the bow didn't break, but the bow broke off the wooden yeah. structure. Yeah, yeah. So action-packed while yeah. we were recording. Yeah, and like, think about it. Three weeks of not this happening, and now it happens while we're in the space. It's It was maybe meant to be. Maybe if I, I had not been late... Yeah, <laughs> we true. would have not been here oh, while it true. happened. Then yeah. you would have gone home. Yeah, yeah, and the, like, it's a good thing that we saw it because now you can fix it. I can fix it, and I took out the electrical socket or the 
uh, yeah, so it would have been like running on its own and <gasps> and maybe breaking. Yeah, because yeah. then the bow would have like been dragging over the cantilever. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, very professional. But so yeah, always late, but somehow always on time. Yeah, yeah. But maybe this is something that is also good to mention about kinetic art in general. I think uh, in many exhibitions I have visited uh, there usually might be some works that are not like fully on display or are on display but not running or not like mm. on because there's like a card that says like we're fixing it or something like yeah. these things happen and to the audience can you just explain what kinetic sculpture or kinetic works means uh well i'm not 100 sure what it means but i think like kinetics uh, has something to do with movement yeah it's literally just it's like mo physical mo movement i guess yeah, yeah. yeah physical moving art I, i i previously thought that like like sound art can also be kinetic but maybe it maybe, can yeah this is sound art yeah this is also sound art but yeah yeah and the pieces they uh, go off if there's no movement but mm. Yeah. And kinetic works don't need to be like motor and sensor and electronics controlled. They can mm. also be analog. Mm. So mm. it can also be like a wind chime yeah, yeah, yeah. would also be like kinetic. a kinetic sound sculpture. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, if we stand still for long enough, they kind of, they all... They all get quiet and stop. It's curious, this idea that they only perform when there's an audience because mm -hmm. you could have also made it so that they were just running right uh yeah yeah but like this would have happened much earlier mm -hmm. and like it maybe uh saves saves the sculptures or uh the lifetime of them is not that short if they only run once somebody comes inside like because this is open on weekdays from 8 a.m to 8 p.m. It's a long time. That's a long time. So, yeah. Sure. What kind of sensors did you use? Like motion sensors or cameras or...? Just motion sensors. Those are like the most basic ones you can like find from Klaas Olsson or some uh, store. Yeah, they're just buy them in normal shops, Normal right? shops even, yeah. Because yeah. they're just plugged into the electrical socket. So they're not... I, I wouldn't call them maybe like sensors in a way that... They, they are. are sensors, but like... Because there's also like electronical components as sensors that you can do it's the same principle it's, yeah same principle. <laughs> it's the same thing yeah uh, so but these are plug and play into electronic sockets that people would normally maybe hook up to a light in the driveway or something yeah. so that when you come home the light turns on in the driveway yeah, yeah, like yeah, this. yeah but nothing fancy not not fancy like a pressure sensor or a humidity sensor or something of that that sort of way mm. yeah Wow, maybe now we can actually hear the bunny a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, it was like making a lot of music or sound. It's also a pretty eerie soundtrack to this one. Mm, yeah, there's like nature sounds I recorded uh, and then a phone call uh, recording of me calling my friend and uh, him not answering because I wanted to have this like dude thing and it comes like twice on the loop so it kind of means like this person is calling someone mm. but no answer in a way and the name of the work is Lonely Phony <laughs> what, what? Lonely Phony Lonely Phony <laughs> Phony as in like 
you know, if something's phony. Yeah, yeah, like false. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is also kind of like a false. Yeah. It's like we didn't look at the exhibition text, but I talk about like wordplay that comes into this, like the bat me up, like you know, it means something different than maybe like. Because it's back like on all four, like <laughs> almost uh, pointing its uh, tutu a little bit. Yeah, uh, so yeah. It's a submissive. So a bit, a bit submissive, a bit fetishy, but in this children's exhibition, which <laughs> you, yeah. Um, something for the adults too. This is yeah. like how they make cartoons and everything. Like there's also some hidden, hidden layers. Sure. And why did you choose to have all the titles in English in this uh, Finnish children's exhibition? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, I haven't really thought about it. Uh, I have been naming my works mainly in English uh, all the time, so it felt like natural. And I think like it's the, there's translations uh, that they did maybe for the kids, and I think they are really funny. But, oh, uh, so a, the house that the translations. Yeah, yeah, and like, yeah, like this one is good and this one is good. Uh, well, there's also like a translation of the translation. Yeah, so lonely phony <laughs> turns into yksin puhelia in Finnish, and then it turns into monologist in or monologist <laughs> in Swedish. I don't know what that means. My Swedish is not good enough, but monologist is not the same as lonely phony. <laughs> it does not have the same kind of wordplay in it, for no, sure. Yeah, yeah, that's bad. That's fun. Yeah, but that wasn't like a specific decision I made. It's just a habit I've had of An naming my works in English. Yeah. Good, curious uh, addition to the work. Mm, mm, yeah. yeah. Was it difficult to hack this uh, C cassette? Player. No, no. I only need to took the the lid off, mm. so all the it still works without the lid. Like this is the like mm. thing that the spring that kind of like pops up when you press eject or something. Mm -hmm. So not that hard. And I have done this kind of like uh, hacking for like smaller like Walkmans and like uh, building cassette loops and making sound art with cassette loops has been one of my hobbies for. A long time, like the first thing that I made that was kind of like kinetic art was these like long loops in a space where I like figured out well I I can like manipulate the sound with like physical touch and mm. have it run outside the player also. Is the metal that it's um, circulating around on the bird sculpture is that adding anything to the sound or it's just uh, it's maybe taking away if something because uh, it's wearing out the. the tape no yeah yeah and it probably picks up like because it's rusted metal so it picks up little um, metal particles yeah and then they get stuck on the uh reading head uh, yeah of the cassette player. so you will need to clean that a lot yeah. after yeah and, and also it's super fragile i mean the tape really could break yeah and well i have this change loop here and i have more of these loops upstairs in oh, storage okay. <laughs> with the for, same sound recording uh, on all a, of them a bit of different but like the phone phone antique is on the uh, all of them but uh, and the nature sounds but like maybe a bit different which is a nice thing if I need to change it so it creates a bit of a new soundscape in the mm. space then but uh, this runs uh, like a charm and I have once I cleaned the uh, cassette players uh, reading head with 
isopropanol alcohol mm. uh, stuff that you it helps a lot it helps a lot uh, actually if if anyone out there has an old uh, cassette player and it doesn't seem to play or work the first thing to do is take some uh, q-tips and then with pure alcohol uh, then just uh, clean them like clean everything where that where the tape is red or uh, spinned around inside and then try again uh, maybe get some compressed air and blow the machine through but really I have like a lot of them that doesn't seem to work when you clean them suddenly they work mm -hmm. again yeah 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 and the sound like it it doesn't take a lot of uh, dirt or debris to get on the sound head for the sound to completely disappear so like, no exactly before it just won't read anything yeah, yeah yeah they're very fragile these old things I have realized now with mm -hmm. my current project mm. it's really annoying i love the old gear but honestly that they break even from transporting them one time it's mm. uh getting a little bit frustrated i own about 20 tape players now and like maybe half of them functions in some way mm. and mm. so it's a little bit like uphill but with the old phones i have worked a lot and i've even had like outdoor installations with them during mm. festivals and mm. stuff hack them so they could play from mp3 players hitting oh, inside cool. and stuff nice. i also have one that functions as an instrument uh like a mic and can do some stuff mm. yeah yeah it's fun yeah yeah but like using using like this kind of electronics in this way it shortens their lifetime a lot like oh, you just course. have to be like oh well this is gonna probably break yeah yeah soon <laughs> but then maybe you will get a grant for the next exhibition <laughs> and you can buy three for the next one mm -hmm. and actually if we want to talk about money uh, just quickly because Anantalo is owned by the city of Helsinki mm -hmm. so they can pay the artist uh, uh, like a taiteilija palkki or like not a salary but like an what you call it like like a project grant yeah yeah and like it's it's very nice or an artist fee artist or, fee yeah yeah because yeah, like private galleries usually cannot do that and no often so. you have to pay rent for the private galleries yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and this exhibition is on for quite a long time right yeah it's a three month exhibition which is a long time for an exhibition and especially for a exhibition that uses kinetic aspects and motors and and for a solo exhibition from someone who's still studying their BA also <laughs> like yeah. yeah yeah but it's open call everyone can apply and no of course it. but it's like it's amazing because it's not so often that um, you still you get these amazing opportunities while you're still early in your mm, studies mm, like yeah. uh, often they're offered to people who are already graduated yeah, yeah yeah and like I feel very pampered as I get the artist fee and uh, they build all these like platforms for what? me. No, but it's good work. Yeah, like it's it's, yeah. it's deserved, but it's amazing. It's yeah. uh, it's great to have a solo exhibition like this already. At yeah, this point. but like a different experience of having my first solo exhibition here than in a private gallery where I would have like pay for the rent of two weeks and then like hope that some of the works would sell or something so I can at least get the four hundred back or whatever is the price of the space usually. Oh, it can be a lot more than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah, and also that you don't have to invigilate here. Mm, mm, yeah. And like you say, that the audience is primarily children. Mm. Can we talk about the rating you got? So uh, yeah. Do we want to move out of this space? Or we can. Yeah. I maybe want to listen to Batman's sister one more time while, now yeah. that the cantal is not playing. Yeah. How? There is the sensor. 
quite delicious sounds this one. Mm. And it is just like a normal children's winter hoodie thing. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. And a little plastic mask. Yeah. Wow, they're even better up close. I mean, I have to say. Very cute, all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's move out. So, oh. do we want to look at the text or the rating? Yeah, whatever you want. But like, I think let's look at the rating. So, uh, it would be a little noisy when walking. So now we are outside um, the gallery space again, where we were before. But like this is the big poster hanging here, like welcome to the exhibition. And then there is like an A3 white paper print hung on the wall uh, with some quotes and a rating. And it's from children from the exhibition, right? It's only in Finnish, uh, so most of the listener won't understand. It says, Hienoa kun se liikku itsekseen. Do you want me to translate it? Yeah, um, something for the something and something with self, or yeah, you should probably <laughs> translate it. Yeah, it's kind of like cool that it moves on its own. Uh-huh. <laughs> on its own, <laughs> on its yeah. own. It's a it's a yeah. Mm. Then the next one. Uh, How is it? Yeah, 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 that's good pronunciation. Yeah, it means uh, from one of them, uh, it will probably. It's, it's kind of weird. That's the. It's saying like it's it's speaking in in the fu- future. Like one of them will probably make a, a nice noise. <laughs> like ah, <laughs> uh, but that's because the Finnish grammar is a little bit different with the tenses than English, right? Mm-hmm, or is yeah. it also in future tense in Finnish? It is. It is like. Niistä lähtee varmasti hieno meteli. It's kind of like it, you assume. One of them probably makes a good noise. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's better, better than I said. So they didn't hear it. No, because I think like at, at least the rating uh, that was in the first email that I got when I heard that I got the exhibition. So maybe mm. they at that point had only seen them in digital form or as in video and uh, oh so there were children who were part of like the, the, the jury yeah that's amazing yeah. No, this you didn't tell me before mm, yeah because it says like uh, from the students and the uh, the people that work uh, here they picked out of 122 uh, applies uh, my my exhibition self-titled and in the jury, there were two student groups, ages seven to nine and eight to eleven, who were part of choosing from these one hundred and twenty-two applications. Yeah, yeah. Such amazing children's work to do with them to have them read art applications. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Wow, you're curated by children. <laughs> yeah, that's super cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. so one children, ha- one child has given Oscar eighty-four out of five. Yeah, which yeah. is the highest score possible. <laughs> that's yeah, it couldn't be any higher. Yep. And I think that's like about one like artwork, not about the exhibition that the rating came. Do you know from. which one? No, I don't. <gasps> I have to ask. So you don't know who of the little figures in there broke the scale? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Not sure what, but yeah, yeah. And it was like not not to say that I was like 
sure about this exhibition happening, but I, in the past, I've seen how children react to my works if I have have them somewhere on display, and they're always like very in awe and very like wow. So I was like, maybe I have a chance on this. And then uh, they told me, or the culture coordinator of Anantala told me that uh, yeah, there were like many uh, artists that had like art totally not suitable for this place, like some rough and... Maybe I should apply here. Yeah, probably, yeah. Wow. I think probably the adults are also in awe of your work, Mm -hmm. but they have just practiced a lot in their life to not show it. (laughs) And so, yeah, yeah, they manage to be in awe on the inside Mm -hmm. a lot. And children are really honest, so they will just like blurt out the first thing they're thinking about it. And so they don't mind like looking surprised. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I like how in the guest list, like the... Uh, kids are writing their name like in this huge letter so there's maybe like five names on each page I also often do that in the yeah. middle of the page and in the school I'm the only one in the whole school called Senia yeah. so through my whole studies I've never used my last name oh, in, yeah. on any like thing where I write my name I just write Senia and mm. everyone knows, knows that it's yeah, me yeah. yeah it's not like an artist name but it's close yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. if you have works on display are they titled or uh, do you have your full name there or are you only Xenia? No, as as an artist, as a work name, I use my first name and my one last name. One last name. Yeah, I have like one last name that I don't use as a work person. Yeah, so it's not Ram? I use Ram, yeah, Yeah. Xenia Ram. It's shorter, easier internationally. The the middle last name is Danish, Mm. Östergaard. So it's quite long. <laughs> it's quite long and it has Danish letters um, as that you don't have in alphabets all around the world. Mm-hmm. So it's more confusing for people. And also I feel like it's nice to have something that is kind of more mine. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. Totally, so totally, I get it. Yeah. So usually like that. But also it's just that it's easier. Mm. Okay, so now we could either go and look at the sculpture in the group exhibition or wrap up finish like however you want or is there more about these ones that we Mm. forgot to talk that you wanted to say Mm. no maybe the text if you want to read it to the audience it's a short short sure Uh, do you want me to read it uh, yeah you you can read it it's in english also so okay maybe it's like it's a good thing to end this this part of it and then we can quickly check out the 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 group exhibition in the yeah. downstairs, but it's only like three three uh, lines. Okay, and you will go to to look at the cantala. I will look at the broken cantala. Yeah. Too. Okay. Cool. Uh, self-titled from eleventh uh, November two thousand twenty-three till fourth of February two thousand twenty-four. Oscar Bartanen. Uh, and then they didn't actually translate the gallery space name. So that still says Anantalo. Uh, Kax Keros Etelainen Lassi Galeria. Self titled is a show wrestler. Self titled is the elephant in the room and the supercomputer in the porcelain shop. Feet with avocado print socks, dipped in cat litter. 
self-titled is God's Home Theater. Pun, self-irony, the face of Rey Mysterio. Self-titled is Oscar Partanen's first revelation. Beat me up. No, back me up. (laughs) (laughs) That was a... a, Exactly. (laughs) That was a figurative slip. Uh, Styrofoam, paper, clay, acrylic, varnish, wig, helmet, cap, fishing line, servo motor and Arduino. Uh, okay, and then it just—it's the same for all of them. It, yeah. it lists all the materials, but you kind of—well, you went through all of them. But it's funny, like in the lonely phony, for instance, the bunny that it—it it specifies that there's a toothpick. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, <laughs> so that's yeah. very precise. It's yeah. like yeah, very detailed. Yeah, maybe that's like something I remembered. But in like, is the the rubber bands or the wooden sticks are not mentioned on the back me up so even though they're very like central (laughs) (laughs) selective okay nice uh it's very uh poetic your exhibition text here Mm -hmm. is that your normal style or is it because of the works that they have this like uh, mysterious beat poetry uh tempo to them Mm, maybe a bit of both i was thinking like how to maybe open up the exhibition without uh, saying anything too precise <laughs> so it like it kind of says a lot about the exhibition and my, and my thoughts without actually saying revealing anything revealing anything yeah and the, the like there's like the word play with the show wrestler and Rey Mysterio mentioned later uh, who is a show wrestler I think I did not know you didn't know no. well yeah he even killed a guy accidentally with his special move 619 because <laughs> show wrestlers they have the special moves yeah but this. it's normally um, like it, it's planned yeah it's planned but maybe things don't go as planned and mm. that's kind of well, it it uh, it doesn't like. Was it like in the ring live yeah, that yeah, there was the a ring. death with the accident speci- and with the special move even? What was the move? Uh, Six one nine, Boyaka Boyaka. <laughs> <laughs> There's always the Rey Mysterio song is like this weird rap song with like yeah, Boyaka Boyaka Six one nine, yeah. But I didn't know that it was a real wrestler. Yeah, it is. But I think because he has a mask always on, so I think like there have been many people portraying Rey Mysterio like it's not it's, it cannot be the same guy it was in 2006 when I learned about him because like now he would be like 50 years old and maybe maybe they just changed to a younger similar size to a wrestler <laughs> and just say put on the mask and be Rey Mysterio I don't know I think there could be 50 year old wrestlers yeah maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean honestly The Rock and these people are, is it, are they not also 50 no, all yeah, of these yeah. I guess I think they're mm. kind of old mm, mm. I mean not that 50 is old but for a sport like this where that's why you're saying it cannot be the same right because mm, it's like mm. it's like a lot of action and moving and bouncing and, and a lot of like uh, body injury and, body and injury, short yeah. short career yeah. times yeah hmm. oh so is that the back me up that is like wrestler inspired yeah yeah yeah, like, sure. yeah 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 i mean i did have a friend who wrestled uh as a kid and he said that um often wrestlers have to wear thongs under their oh. uh, leotards and all this that they're wearing like a so actually it is a little bit more fetishy <laughs> and non-binary in this way than mm-hmm. than one would believe <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. okay well that was a bit of a sidetrack so 
This exhibition text, was that part of your application text? No, no. I, the text I wrote uh, to the uh, apply was more with children in mind, like this I wrote, and thought that kids can read it and they're like, who is Rey Mysterio or what is God's home theater? Or in Finnish, it's a reference to this Jumalan Teatteri thing. I'm not sure if you heard about it, but it was a... Uh, theater act that happened in Oulun Kaupungin Teatteri uh, I'm not sure, maybe in the 80s or something, and it was a fiasco, they it, it included like uh, uh, human uh, feces and uh, poop that they threw to the audience, like, have you heard about it? I've been in another like uh, meta theater uh, installation thing um, where there was poop and puke and blood but mm. but not thrown at the well oh, no. I don't know like <laughs> it was but it was like Villa Salo like mm, uh, mm. as a four week uh, theater installation mm, where you mm. could spend time in this house where the actors were living and mm. living out the wildness anyway that was very explicit uh, and there are like the four circles of hell they're like kind of um so one week of shit and piss and one week of blood and torture and whoa, things like this. Whoa, yeah. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, but not in this way where I think you are describing it more like on a stage and then throw Yeah, yeah, and throw. the audience didn't like know what to accept, expect and because uh, it happened like uh, before the millenni- millennium maybe it was like too progressive at the time <laughs> and all the actors got like banned from the Oulun Kaupungin Teatteri. Were they shitting on the stage? I'm not sure. Like, I'm not sure if there's even any documentation like out of it. Maybe just like what people have told. This is why I need to label all my podcast episodes explicit because I can't remember in which one we talk about <laughs> shit and yeah. s- s- wrestlers killing people <laughs> and uh, how much the American algorithms will... Um, ban this and th- think that it's too explicit mm. <laughs> yeah 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 but the text is just like i'm i'm kind of proud of it i like so it. you hope that the children will go home and google all these things <laughs> and then like figure out a bit more about the world uh, maybe if if they if that kind of interest like comes naturally then yeah but i'm <laughs> not i'm not <laughs> advocating to learn about these things but there's like the word play uh, in play in this text with this like uh, referencing uh, something and then reference, referencing the same thing like after and blah 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 mm. and like uh, the self-titled maybe we haven't talked about the name no I actually you, that's maybe a you, good thing you to the rep- bring back to that no I just I, I didn't know what to think about it but it has like a line through it graphically on the poster so that's also interesting it kind of like it's almost crossed out mm, but I'm not sure how it's written in English is it with a line in the middle or like a hyphen yeah yeah. it depends if something comes after so if mm. it's self-titled exhibition then uh, then you would hyphenate it because then um, it's that's how the adverbium works for describing the exhibition uh, noun. Mm-hmm. But if it's just self-titled without anything after, I'm not sure you would uh, hyphenate it, except if it's implicit that it's self-titled something else. I'm mm. not sure. My English grammar is coming short there. Yeah, yeah. But okay, so it's a hyphen because the, the line goes over some of the letters. So I thought like 
what is this? What is this white line? Through? Well, it's, the, it's actually the lamp in the photo. So it's not part of the no, lettering? No, because in this like text written uh, printed out paper, there's no line. Mm. But I laid, laid out the photo on the paper so that it crosses out a bit. It's uh, interesting. The exhibition name. Because I was just like unsure how it's written. Like, yeah. is, it, is it just a space in between or a line in, in between? And uh, the thing about the name is it's kind of like just about the concept of this is my de- debut exhibition. And when like musicians make their first albums, they are usually just their own name. And then after a time, people like talk about the self-titled album of someone and it's usually the mm. first album so this is kind of like my first exhibition and my first <laughs> album but not not an album so it kind of has something to do with me also being like interested in music and sound and uh, debuting and mm. things and like it because I didn't want to name this Oscar Partanen, like it would have been pretty weird to name the exhibition. Oscar with Partanen, <laughs> Oscar Partanen. Yeah, yeah but it's like <laughs> it, it can be read the same way <laughs> that the name of the exhibition is Oscar Partanen. Yeah, uh, yeah. But then the rabbit, like the bunny, is on the poster and not you. So like it's the title over this like bunny's weird one man show. Or is it me? Or is it you? Is it the self-portrait? Is it? Is it the lonely performer that uh, didn't get any audience? Is it? <laughs> I'm not no. sure. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Now that I'm looking at it without the hyphen, I think maybe without the hyphen, it's like the self is titled. Mm. So the self has a title. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure. You would. I, I Google this a lot. A, a lot of my Google searches are whether or not to hyphenate uh, words <laughs> nice. in English. Nice, yeah. Because in Danish, we have a lot more compound words. And um, in English, you don't so much. Hmm. So the, one of the thumb rules I uh, remember from English class as like when growing up, when being like really young, hmm. is whether to hyphenate or whether to contract words or not. Hmm. If in doubt leave it out <laughs> oh, nice okay so it's more common than not in english that you just have separate words okay yeah but it is that yeah it depends on if it's descriptive of something coming that it belongs to that comes after in the sentence like mm. if it's descriptive of a noun something the adjectives or the adverbs then yeah mm. oh yeah I don't know. Uh, I don't know. And I hope no like English grammar Nazis coming. It's here. art, so also <laughs> it's like it doesn't matter. You yeah. can spell everything wrong as yeah. you want. It's part of your expression. Yeah, yeah. But interesting. Okay. Uh let's quickly go and look at the group show. Yeah, yeah? we can do it. Can I just leave my clothes in there in the yeah, corner? Yeah. yeah. The holiday, which is one of the other, like probably the first two words, like longer real words I learned in Finnish, were Rautalanka and holiday. Ah. Yeah. Those were the essentials. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> holiday is like overall, it's my ski suit that yeah. is called this. And you like, you use it a lot, so I, I use think. it a lot. Yeah. I have two different ones. One for suksu, and then one that is really warm mm. that I'm now wearing. 
uh, this will probably be windy, noisy while walking. I might cut it out. Mm -hmm. Oh, we're changing the floor even. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what is happening in that space, but not the group show. So like this is the. I'm not sure if they think of this as like the main gallery space because it's mm -hmm. on the first floor and it's the biggest in size mm -hmm. and uh, so big that it can have a group show with three artists. Oh yeah. Uh, and it like continues to the back, but my piece is here on the middle. It was exhibited in school as well. It was exhibited at school at, as well, and let's uh, see, maybe we can hear it. Let's see. You have to move so the sensor will catch you. Uh, well, it's in the cold, so it. Will... Yeah, well done. And it's it's also uses a servo motor and an Arduino for the movement, and the movement is like a bit maybe dull. Uh, or toned down because when I exhibited this at school it like flung around and the rope like twisted around and mm. uh, became like more kira uh, I can't find the word in English but it's like twisted around and tangled tangled yeah do you want to just quickly describe to the listener what it is we're looking at so they understand oh, yeah. what is tangling oh, yeah what is tangling well uh, this is a uh, figurative sculpture as well made, of, made out of styrofoam and then covered in paper uh, and then painted with chrome uh, spray paint and it's it's kind of like this blocky uh, it's like a block that has feet and legs it's, it's like a brutalist kid with toe head yeah 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 and uh, maybe the kite that it's flying because uh, it's holding like this uh, fuck what's the word for this like spool spool yeah the handle spool the thing handle of, spool a, of, a, kite. of a kite yeah and then a rope that attached to a uh, kite that I made out of styro uh, not styrofoam cardboard mm. uh, and that's quite visible that it's a cardboard, cardboard yeah, yeah that's and, but it's also grey so it matches the silver yeah, yeah silver kit yeah yeah and I uh, I tried to uh, use varnish on these two I started with the kite and mm. then I saw that it like it makes a chemical reaction. Uh, on this side, maybe you can see there's like this weird like S letter or something. Like in the end, I kind of like tried to wrote something on it because it mm. like uh, made the paint like this like liquid form once again, uh, even though it had dried out. But yeah, it's it's standing on a platform so the kids won't uh, uh, push it. It's a very <laughs> big podium for this sculpture it's not so big this sculpture maybe less than a meter tall yeah yeah and so but it's a very big podium somehow yeah and it has these stickers with like hands and red lines going across so like do not touch i mean all of those upstairs and as well had, this, yeah. but i mean this podium is like big enough that it, it you could dance on it in a nightclub <laughs> without falling off yeah probably yeah but it's like so the kids couldn't like reach it and mm. push it down or do anything to it so uh do the kids touch things a lot in Finland? Because I feel like the adults don't touch anything. So yeah, uh, they do, yeah, they do. And in this exhibition, like every, uh, like the other works minus mine, is something you can touch and play around with. Uh, yeah. So maybe there had to be a clear line. Like this is a piece you don't do anything. To make a distinction. Just look at it. Yeah, yeah, because the exhibition is called the Incredible Machine, and so it is about. The machinery and like here on the wall are electronic schemes, mm -hmm. uh, drawn, hand drawn, and like components hand drawn and explained, I guess, yeah. and little. 
It's Malos. I was it's about Marlos? to say, I looked at the machines and I was like, I know this yeah. wouldn't look. It's Malos. Ah, yeah. So these uh, electronics that we're looking at now, these three machines with uh, drawings of components and things on the wall, little sound machines. Um, they are from Malos Fanson, who I interviewed for another episode. Oh, nice. Uh, an episode from Oksasenkatu Gallery, uh, also with Minerva Juholati, and it was uh, the Annan Lumo sound exhibition. I can't remember which episode it was, but mm, maybe 21 or something? Maybe episode 21. Yeah, okay, so Malos does really great. Uh, Malos is the one who taught me everything I know about electronics. Mm -hmm, I took yeah. the basics of electronics course twice. It's very good. Yeah, yeah, it's a good course. So yeah, it was it was fun to uh, uh, be in the same exhibition as uh, well. She teaches mm. at our school, so it's kind of it's kind of fun thing. I didn't know uh, who the other artists are when they asked me along. So there's me, Marla Swanson, and then uh, Mari Hokkanen, and she made this uh, thing that has a like a crank, and you can turn the crank, and there's like this city. Uh, moving uh, on a, like a treadmill. That it's you like know. a little old school uh, theater with yeah. like cut out um, elements. I don't, I can't remember what they're called. These types of little mm. mechanical theaters. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And this exhibition is like even longer than my solo show. If you look at the dates, oh, yeah. it's like almost it's five months. It's until March. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's a child playing with Malos' electronics yeah, yeah, now. Yeah. I understand. Not, not wanting to leave. <laughs> <laughs> um, do, how do you feel that your work... Is, is this character different in this context uh, than the other ones upstairs who get to be in their own world? Mm, yeah, maybe. I really haven't thought about it. Uh, because this this doesn't have like a personality in a way that the works upstairs have. Because it has no head. It doesn't have no head, and it maybe it opposes the question: Is the kite the head? Is the oh, head like kind of like? It's like holding on to its head. Uh, yeah, and letting it. Or letting you know, it flow in the skies. Flow, yeah, that's yeah. nice. And the name of it in English is scaling insanely, uh, and that has been translated to surud and hullo, which I'm not so sure about if I. Would uh, Hulu is kind of like crazy, yeah, no? yeah, yeah. And you, you're like, or insane. You yeah. think so big that you go like, oh, like, <laughs> me, like megalomania. Yeah, almost. megalomania mm. would be like the stretch translation, but which is not the same as scaling, scaling insane. insane. Yeah, it's and there's no Swedish translation here, which is also interesting. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And like they haven't translated <laughs> Marlowe's work. <laughs> Yeah, there. Oh, there, it there. Oh, oh no, yeah. no, I didn't see it. All right. Yeah, but yeah. Oh well. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, this is just like more, more opportunity to me to exhibit my work and. No, it's also, great, and and it fits really well. Yeah, and also to get more money. Really? Yeah. You got double? Yeah, the same amount one from one work than. F from four works that's amazing that's amazing yeah like doubling down or doubling up or what it's called mm. good on you mm -hmm. yeah. wow but it's really good work so congrats I, I think thank it's you. worth it thank you uh, so 
Is there anything we have forgotten to touch on? Something I didn't ask you that you would have liked to be asked or? No, no. I think we went through and through. I mean, we also talked for almost two hours, so oh, yeah. Oh, this is a long exhibition. No, yeah. Exhibition. No, it's this normal style. style. I don't do style. short format. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, nice. I didn't know if I would lasted this long. I was like, I'm sure I've said anything, everything I need to say in like half an hour. <laughs> no, people are always worried they don't have anything to say and then two hours pass and they're like, oh. But you talk a lot as well. I talk a lot, side. yeah, no, <laughs> so, definitely. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Maybe nothing else than about the exhibitions that they are up until the incredible machine on the downstairs gallery until... Uh, what is that? So March, March, and then upstairs until the beginning of February. Yeah, yeah. So I can't. I'm not exactly sure. I can't now calculate in my head which week this comes out. But I think this is very close to being a Christmas episode. Oh. So do you want to say uh, Merry Christmas in advance? Merry Christmas. Um Where can the like? Okay. So if you're in Helsinki, you will still have time after listening to this to go and see the exhibition because then you will still have at least a month or something. Mm. But where can people find you online in case they want to do that? Do you have a website or social media or something? Uh, I don't have a website, but uh, I have an Instagram. Uh, my uh, username is Oscar Emel. Uh, there. That's probably the place to look for info. How do you spell Emel? Uh, E-E-M-E-L. Okay. So Oscar, like O-S-K-A-R. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's easy, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And we will add a link in the show notes also, nice. like always. Yeah. So. Yeah, and of course, from Anantala's website, you can uh, Find look you. it up, yeah. like everything that goes on. I will also add a link to Anantalo. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much for you. sharing your uh, creatures nice. with us. Nice, thank you. It was my pleasure. Yeah, okay. Bye. Bye. Thank, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. it.